Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Joining us now, covering the Atlanta Falcons and the Atlanta sports scene for a long, long time, our good buddy Mark Zeno joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Mark, how you doing? Bill, always great to talk to you, man. How you been? Uh, doing well. Doing well. Appreciate it. And thanks for joining us for a few minutes. Uh, what is the temperature? Let's just say right now, uh, is this if the Falcons get beat in this contest, do you think Quinn's out the door? Well, I'm surprised he hasn't been going out the door two weeks ago. I mean, this is, mm-hmm. at this point... It's pure delinquency by ownership, if you ask me. I mean, look, the the owner who gave Dan Quinn a sort of you know barometer this year that playoffs is the standard. Uh, when you go zero and two, uh, it gives you about a twelve percent chance to make the postseason. Uh, so when you lose to Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott, I kind of get it. When you blow a twenty you know point lead to Dak Prescott, that's a different discussion. But then when you lose to the Chicago Bears uh, with Mitch Trubisky and, and backup Nick Foles who came in. It's just, at this point, it, 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 there, there's no saving this man's job. And I am not sure what the owner is actually waiting for. Like, there's never a good time to fire your head coach because of the message that it sends to everybody except the fan base. Like, when you fire your head coach, the only way to start to restore faith for the fan base is to fire the head coach. And, and listen, I, I carry up this. I'm not a fire the coach guy. Like, I don't get on the radio and start screaming, every coach needs to go and this whole thing sucks. It's, it's not the way I am. But th- at this point, you're beyond diminishing returns. You're in negative returns, and and you just have to make the change because you can't continue to do the same thing over and over and over again and expect different results. I mean, this is a franchise that is now trying to avoid becoming the laughing stock of the league. You know, I mean, the Bengals are more promising right now than the Falcons. They look up. The Falcons can only look down. So they're in bad shape, and, and I don't know what it's going to take. A lot of people are pointing at to after the Carolina game in Week 5, the next home game, um, but why would you allow him to possibly pull out a win on Monday night, possibly pull out a win against Carolina, and dupe you once again into thinking that the 6-2 and two finish last year was real? When in reality, you know what this is. This is a coach that does not have what it needs to take, what it, what it, what it takes to win with this particular team. I like Dan Quinn. I think he's a really good guy, and I do think he's a good coach. But this marriage is over. And, and when you know the marriage is over, you call it quits and you walk away. I mean, it's just that simple. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know what, what anybody's waiting for, but uh, I don't see this turning around anytime soon. And this is certainly not going to be a team that makes playoffs. So uh, tell me what – this is a team that can score points. This is a team that clearly has a quarterback that is still good. I don't want to know – I don't necessarily want to say great. Uh, they do have some weapons. They've got the ability to put the ball in the end zone. What's the bugaboo right now? Well, let's be clear about the points that they score. Uh, because what part of the problem here is, Bill, is that they tend to score a lot in the first two quarters. 
and then tend to stop scoring in the last two quarters. You see, that's kind of a problem because a football game is four quarters, and you've got to figure out how to play all four of them. Just like the defense plays pretty good for the first two quarters, and then all of a sudden stops playing for the last two quarters. So, uh, listen, Matt Ryan is not the problem, but let me be clear about this, Bill. Matt Ryan is not the solution. There are a lot of quarterbacks in the league that are like this, right? I mean, you could argue that they're the Matt Staffords of the world, the Philip Rivers of the world, um, you know, the Kirk Cousins of the world. These guys are not problems, but they're not the solution, right? They don't. If you take the receivers that Aaron Rodgers is throwing to, the Lazards of the world, the Valdez Scantlings of the world, and you put them in Atlanta, and you put them in Detroit, and you put them in Minnesota, you know what happens? Those quarterbacks don't look as good. Okay, so there's a difference with Aaron. Like, we all know that at this point in time. So while the offense can put up points, um, in week one they put up a whole bunch of yards. Matt Ryan threw for four and a plus yards and three touchdowns in garbage time because they were down 25 points in the third quarter. So, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, do those points really matter? Are, are, they, are they points of value? And, and the answer mm-hmm. is no. In the last two weeks, again, I think they scored a combined 10 points in the last two quarters of each game and, and, and ended up blowing massive leads. So, yeah, they can put up points. They can put up stats. But this isn't fantasy football, and it's not a video game. So the, the bottom line is is that, that I don't know how much those, those numbers actually matter. If you can't get a first down, to run the clock out in the fourth quarter with a lead, I don't care how many points you score. Because if you're winning the game 10-9 to 9, and you get the first down, you hold on to the football and you win the game, no one cares. I mean, I don't care if you put up 40 and lose 43-40. to 40. That doesn't help me. So, I mean, it's just the idea that they can't get a first down when they need it with a lead, but yet people look at this offense and go, oh, they're such a good offense. They could score, they could score, they could score. Yeah, yeah, okay, you can't score. But can, can you score when it matters? And the answer is no at this point. Talking with Mark Zeno, long-time sports radio host in Atlanta, covering the Atlanta Falcons as well, and all that is Atlanta sports. Um, so, I, so do you give them any kind of a fighting chance at all coming into Lambeau Field on Monday night? Believe it or not, I do. As crazy as it sounds, and the other reason I do is because the NFL once again proves that it, it, it has a regression to the mean. Uh, are the Packers going to score forty points again? Sure, everybody thinks they are. I mean, against this defense, why it, it is a it is a, a a dream scenario for Green Bay, but it's just one of those weird things. You get the feeling that everything that that has gone wrong for the Falcons so far, maybe they show up and figure out how to play. And maybe Green Bay is just not that sharp because you know what? When you're that sharp for three straight weeks, you tend to like take a lesser opponent a little bit lighter. And you don't feel like you have to be as sharp, and you know you get caught up in the, the, the lights of Monday Night Football. I mean, if it's close. It's because Green Bay didn't execute to the level that they have in the past three weeks. And sometimes that just happens in games in the NFL. I'm not, I'm not sitting here telling your audience that by any chance the Falcons are going to win this game. But I think it's going to be closer than what many people expect. This may be an easy blowout. What's the line? Seven and a half? Some of that Something range? Like I, I would tell you, I, I'd probably lean on the Falcons with the points because it's just hard to blow teams out for four consecutive weeks in this league. I mean, sure, the Falcons are bad and other teams are bad, but you know what? I mean, every team in reality is only two, maybe three players away from being the exact same team for each other. The, 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 the gap isn't, you know, the, the bottom of the Big Ten versus the top of the Big Ten, right? Like, that's not the gap here. The, the gap is a lot closer. So uh, it, it's one of those things where, sure, the Falcons can, can put up points and, you know, maybe Green Bay is the one with the lead and, and they're the one who laps in the second half and the Falcons' offense gets back into it, makes it closer than the game really was. I mean, you know. That's just from a betting standpoint. I, I give them a chance, but um, I certainly wouldn't put my house payment on, on the Falcons winning this game. 
Yeah, I picked this game last night. I said, I don't think it's going to be the 40 points. I, I would take maybe 30, 33, something like that, 33, 24, 33, 21, 27. I, I think it's going to be closer than what people think. I think the Packers are ailing a little bit. The linebacker position is is injured. The wide receiver position is injured. I would be surprised if they put up the amount of points they have. Uh, the one thing is that this offensive line has kept Aaron Rodgers remarkably clean. Tell me about the pass rush that the uh, Falcons are going to produce. It's better than expected. I'll be honest. Listen, uh, if, if there is a lone bright spot, and again, most of this has happened in the first two quarters of the game, but you know, Dante Fowler has gotten to the quarterback. Um, Tack McKinley has been a, a, a better pass rusher this year than he has in recent years, and maybe the most underrated defensive player in the league, even though he's the third highest paid defensive tackle, Grady Jarrett, um, will wreak havoc. You will see 97 in all white, because the Falcons were in all white. Uh, you will see 97 in your backfield more than you want to. He's just that good of a player. Um, you know, I mean, it's Aaron Donald and it's Fletcher Cox, and if you ask me, and I'm not, I'm not even a homer about this, Bill, because I think you know me by now. I don't need the horn of the team that I, that I cover. Great Jared, I think, is the third-best defensive tackle in the league. And, and he's going to wreak havoc all night long, and even he's been getting sacks, or at least helping other guys get sacks. So uh, the pass rush can be formidable. It, it, it can be uh, a, a, a pain for the Green Bay offensive line if they're not on their toes. The problem is, is that the secondary sucks. And so if they don't get there in, in under three, you know, and a half seconds, Aaron Rodgers is going to have a field day. And plus he's mobile. You know, I mean, look what, look what Russell Wilson was able to do. Look what Dak Prescott was able to do uh, as far as those guys who can move their feet. Now, you know, Mitch Trubisky's a statue back there, as is Nick Foles, so it's a different discussion. But, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't count this pass rush out, especially early on. In the beginning of games, they found ways to sort of make life difficult for quarterbacks and, and, and be in their face more than I think they want them to be. Mark, always great to talk to you, my friend. I always appreciate the skinny on what's going on down there in Atlanta. Congratulations on your Braves for absolutely embarrassing Cincinnati when it came to the uh, scoring of run productivity, and uh, and we'll stay in touch, okay? <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Always great to talk to you, man. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. There you go. Mark Zeno, longtime sports radio host down there in Atlanta covering the Falcons and everything that is Atlanta sports. Good to see him, too. We were down there for Super Bowl a couple of years ago. It was interesting. We met, uh, had a chance to run into their owner. Uh, Arthur Blank, and uh, when he talks about the firing uh, of their head coach, um, Arthur Blank, don't forget, wrote books about how not to make emotional responses. Uh, And maybe he's just going to try to adhere to his own advice and not be reactionary, but very slow and methodical. But you know the iceberg is trending in that direction for the firing down there. There's there's no doubt about that. He joined us, by the way, on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them. 800-44-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 